You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike, Pensacon, New Jersey. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. I remember the moment that I became a father. And it wasn't when my first son, Oliver, was born in the hospital room. It was riding home from Pennsylvania Hospital, alone, listening to Carrie Underwood. Oliver had to stay in the neonatal neonatal intensive care unit for 24 hours because Gwyneth had a fever during labor and they needed to just check him for infection. And I think we were in a double room or something that I couldn't stay overnight. So I had to go home and sleep in our bed by myself. And I was driving home, and I remember exactly when it happened, when I became a father. I was at 38th and Spruce in Philadelphia. There's a Wawa there. It's the campus of the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, And Carrie belted, Born to save the sons of Earth. And normally, the gender-exclusive version, the sons of Earth and not the daughters, we change it to, born to, to... raise us from the earth. That's how we sing it. Uh, By the way, it's December, so it wasn't crazy that Oliver was born in December. That's why I was listening to Carrie Underwood on B101. And uh, so normally that gender exclusive uh, version would kind of say, I would say, hey, come on, you're messing it up, Carrie. But this time it was my son. It it was it was more specific, not just the sons, but my son. And that son was one of the sons of the earth whom Jesus was born to save. And that cut me to the heart. And I wept in my car as I turned the corner, tears of joy, and I was a father. I realized when Oliver was born, and maybe all in a flash in that moment, that that I belonged to Oliver more than I had ever belonged to anyone else in my life. I was the only father he would ever have, and he had nothing to do with it. He did not choose to be born. You know, the mutual relationships that I had, I had entered into, like my covenant relationship with Circle of Hope or my covenant relationship with Gwyneth, my wife, those are pretty intense uh, connections that I have, but they were mutual. With Oliver, it wasn't. He didn't have a choice in this. It wasn't a mutual agreement. I had, I had loved and been loved by my family and even many friends, but I had never belonged to someone the way that I belonged to Oliver. I was his dad. And the fact that I belonged to him made him belong then to me even more. And the source of this belonging was the love of Jesus. We had Jesus in common more than before as well because I belonged to someone in this new way as a father. I knew how to belong to Jesus even better. I knew how to belong to Gwyneth even better. I knew how to belong to all of you even better. I knew how to share Jesus better because we belonged to each other, my son and I. The love of Jesus could belong to me in a different way. A more common, mutual, connected, actually more like God kind of way. Because that's how God loves. In this self-giving self-sharing, mutuality that we do not totally understand the way our minds are, are, are shaped as individuals. Jesus' love brings us together in a way like this. 
And I believe even without the aid of primordial father-son relationships or Carrie Underwood, that freedom, there is freedom to live for someone available to us in Christ. And it's that giving up, that belonging to in a way that is irrevocable, that is one of the benefits of being uh, Jesus's servant, having Jesus as a master even. This unquestionable belonging, this foreignness, it opens up a much wider landscape in all of us. There's a new, deeper openness when we give ourselves to one another. We discover in sharing ourselves and our lives with one another that there is much more space within the bounds of this givenness than without it. And let me add, I'm telling a story about fathers on Mother's Day. So Gwyneth knew that Oliver was her son in her very body long before I had Carrie Underwood kind of jam it into my head. Uh, and that might be something that's uh, uh, a message that a, a woman will need to give. <laughs> and I can't, I can't have that experience. But, but I think that it's the same kind of belonging that is the result. This givenness that Jesus wants for us, and we can have whether we've had children or not. I'm just, I'm just using my experience to get to Jesus. Because if we do not give ourselves away, if we do not somehow or some way get rid of our self-ownership in some little bit at least, we'll be stuck in the self-fulfilling prophecies of our own desires. If we only ever live for ourselves, we will never discover the deeper country of meaning that I dipped into for a moment there at 38th and Spruce when I realized who I was for. If I never give my life away, I will live on the surface of myself, acquiring satisfaction after satisfaction and never being satisfied. I think we're all here because we have a sense of that lack of satisfaction. There's got to be something more. This giving away, I think this is what Jesus meant when he said in Matthew 16, 25, whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. Living for yourself, that's a, just a given for humans. We're going to need to address that in some way, all of us. And there's no way around it, as far as I can tell, but to give yourself away in the way that Jesus is describing. Jesus says that we must deny ourselves, even pick up our cross, he says later, and follow him. The love that saves us from death is this sacrificial kind, not the self-satisfying kind. Because that's a kind of love too. There's a, there's a benefit in being loved, but the kind that saves us, the kind that Jesus gives, is a deathly kind. If we want to really live before we die, we must live as if that self, full self, that self that's so full of self has died. And to do that, we can give ourselves away. Here's an example of a death that I died. When I was living in Mexico, I was with a, a, a Mennonite church plant called Pueblo en Transformacion, People in Transformation. And I was in charge as kind of the church intern to sweep the patio and put up the tarps, which created the shade on the patio of the pastor's house where I lived, 
which was also our church building. And one morning we were running late and we'd not yet eaten breakfast and I was already out sweeping the patio and Don Fernando, a faithful member of the church, showed up extra early to help. And I got called into breakfast while I was still in the middle of the task and I said, oh, Don Fernando, I'll just be right back. Um, the pastor and breakfast maker, Ophelia, uh, was finishing scrambling the few eggs we had, and I knew that we didn't have very much that morning, which I think was why I told Don Fernando to sit outside. I kind of knew how many beans were in the fridge and uh, didn't really want to share. And I had been to Don Fernando's house. He actually had a dirt floor. Like, he lived next to the, to the railroad track. It was, it was kind of this weird neighborhood where some people were squatting and they got eventual land rights to where they lived. And every house started that way. He was just kind of further back on the trajectory and he'd get cement floors eventually. So I knew that he was hungry. <laughs> and yet I kept him outside because I wanted a few more eggs. And Ophelia, uh, figures this out and said, wait, what do you mean Don Fernando's outside? Are you crazy? Get him in here. It, we're just, everyone just gets a few less bites of eggs. Like, this is an easy solution. Are you crazy? And yeah, I was crazy. In that moment, I was crazy. I was doing something that was like out of my head. Instinctually, I was, I was hoarding my eggs, my couple more bites of beans. And so when he came in and, and he sat down next to me at the breakfast table, I was dead. <laughs> I was mortified. I felt terrible. It was so embarrassing. And my prayer is that I may, may I be mortified like this as often as I require it. You know that word mortified? It means deadified, made dead. We need that feeling so that we don't stay alive in the wrong kind of living. In Acts 2, we see the early Jesus followers living this out practically. They have a chosen family. They have, a, they, they have given themselves to one another. They, they made a life that required them to die daily for the sake of those to whom they belonged. That's the, that's the kind of life that they chose with each other. So let me read uh, one of my favorite parts describing it. This Holy Spirit-empowered community in Acts 2, 42 through 47. And if you want to read along, it's also on newtonlakepark.circleofhope.net uh, slash newtonlakepark. This is the description of the fellowship of believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Those are Jesus' sent ones, the, the, those that followed him around and then he sent out. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Here's the dying. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. There's that chosen family. We belong to each other. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Jesus' vision for the church is that we have this kind of life in common. It doesn't need to look exactly like this. We don't need to sell all our houses and lay them at uh, the, the apostles' feet. 
whoever they are. I think we're all apostles now. So it's a little, it's a little bit different here 2,000 years later. But we do need to figure out how to belong to each other, how to give ourselves to one another in significant ways, not just symbolically. So no, you don't need to sell your house, but you probably need to give something so that it actually becomes real. And this life together is given enough and, 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 and moves against the way that we are made to be self-full, just so full of self. We need to move against that in some practical way that allows us to die, that allows us to need the Holy Spirit. Because these people weren't just a good idea. This wasn't just a really good workers collective. It was hard for them. This What they were doing, it wasn't just like super easy because it's in Acts 2. They were They had feelings just like you. They were scared about the future just like you, you know? They had saved up that money and worked their fingers to the bone just like you. And yet, they relied on the Spirit to give it away. It's because this kind of mutuality, um, it invites difficulty. So it's not easy, this life in Christ. But it's worth it because it brings a freedom that is so much freer than the one that we had before. And I think that that's kind of what got going. Someone realized, oh my gosh, I'm actually free from this worry because I gave it away. This common life actually feels bigger. And until you, until you experience it, until you, until you give yourself in some significant way, it might just be an idea, a good idea in the Bible. But we want to do something about it. We want to do something much bigger than self-determination, self-centeredness, and even self-slavery that I think we, we have if we don't give ourselves away. And that's why we're drawn uh, into a community life like the one that we're trying to make together. That's why we're struggling for it to be true and failing at it and keeping at it and persisting in grace and asking God to give us more. Jesus said that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And this is not some platitude. This is just a fact. This is how your heart works, y'all. If you don't pay for it, your heart doesn't believe it. I think I, I, I've experienced that as true. Um, the counselors at Circle Counseling ask me not to, you know, as often as possible, you know, if we can get the person who's doing the therapy to pay even just a little bit, it's really important because the money is part of the therapeutic process. Getting free therapy isn't as good as paying what you can because you need to, to invest in your transformation. Because if you don't, that just something doesn't work. And I think it's what Jesus is saying, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. If you want a heart transformation, invest in it. So sharing with all of us, we have a way to do that, of course, circleofhope.net slash sharing. We have a common fund. One of the biggest reasons to have a common fund is to have something in common because we actually want to have a mutual life together and we want it to be real and we want our hearts to be more than just for us. And we recognize the difficulty of that. So we share. We say in Circle of Hope, sharing our resources brings freedom and unleashes power. And that's where I started for this message was if that's true, what does it mean and where does it come from? And that's what I've been doing for the past 10 minutes or so. It's one of our proverbs. We have, a, we have a, a list of proverbs that are these mutually discerned 
kind of convictions that drive us. You can check them out at circleofhope.net slash proverbs. There, that link is also at circleofhope.net slash Newton Lake Park. This common life, this bigger than me life, brings a freedom, a givenness, a belonging. And that's what I want for you. You know, my story with Oliver, it's kind of like automatic. Like I think many, many fathers have experienced that throughout time, that, that, that experience. But how do we do even beyond that? How can I love someone even more than my son who's essentially just an extension of me, <laughs> you know, psychologically? How can, I love, how can I love Wrigley the way I love Oliver? You know, how can I love Jacob the way I love Oliver? That's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, I'm striving for in giving myself even more than just him. It's kind of unlocked the door in me to give myself to all of you. And then you can even go further because Jesus gave himself for the whole world. And so you could give yourself for the person in front of you on the, in the, the traffic line <laughs> or behind you in the, the drive through, um, or at work when they're driving you crazy. You can find those wells of compassion that require you to die to, 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 to be mortified and to receive a bigger life, this giving and given life. The freedom and power of a new, deeper life, not subject. I, that's the thing. I don't want to be subject to only my needs and desires. They're important. You don't have to dismiss, dismiss them all, but they are not my master. And until I put them in, my, in their place, they will be. That common life that we have together is one of the ways to do that. I belong to you, you belong to me, and we all belong to God. There are tons of examples uh, of what this freedom makes here in our community. And I don't have time to go into them all, but maybe you can share about some of them in talk back. But this sharing breeds more than togetherness. Once you turn this power on, you know, it goes way beyond our community and we, and we, and we, we generate hope and justice and, and, sh and this sharing of love and blessing goes out to our neighbors. It invites others in and includes them with a warmth and hospitality that is unique in the world. Once you give your life away, you get a whole new, richer, bigger life. And so do all the people around you because you are in their life. That's what Jesus sends us for. So friends, brothers and sisters, give your life away. Lose it that you may find it in Christ. Belong to one another that you may better belong to him. Share because sharing our resources truly does bring freedom and it unleashes power. And the world needs powerful people like us to go out into it and to transform it. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.